Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free. Welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we're going to talk about why I'm optimistic without using data. <laughs> without using data, um, excuse me, who are you? And what have you done with the Miles Free Data Vulcan that I work with here in P- PMPA? It's me, Carly, honest. I'll ask for chocolate chip cookies so you'll know. Now, do you believe me? Okay, I believe the cookie part, the no data part. I'm not buying into that. I am unconvinced. How about this? Continuous improvement of our processes and systems is responsible for our improved quality of life and is what helps all of us achieve our highest and best use. Oh, hi, Miles. Welcome back. I've always been here. It's just that I don't think I need to tell our members about five consecutive high-level months of sales in our PMPA Business Trends Report to explain why I'm optimistic. I don't need to say that we lost the the end-of-the-year dip in sales and shipments in 2020 to prove that we're doing better than usual from a seasonal basis anyway. Okay, so you think you can convince us why we should be optimistic and you're not going to use data so what you got mister my thesis is that we are a transformational industry we transform materials to make products we transform our employees by training and experience into craft performers okay we are a transformational industry so why are we surprised when we find ourselves being transformed. Our shops and their talented performers aren't making today's highly engineered critical components on the machines and technology that our grandparents used to make mechanical cash register parts. Did you say cash register parts? That's old. I mean, that's really old, or are you bragging? Well, it is old, but hear me out. The skilled and knowledgeable people in our shops that have mastered the legacy technology, they're retiring or preparing to retire in the next few years. While that legacy technology still has utility, and in some cases, a very compelling case in the, in the case of high volumes and inexpensive short cycle time parts, today's new recruits, they really want nothing to do with that old school uh, mechanical technology. They want to make not a living, but they want to make a future for themselves, a future career. And that is difficult to do looking backwards. All right, but to advocate for the opposite for just a minute, doesn't that mean demand and this, that means compensation for those positions that should increase? In the real world of economics professors, that's a great point. In the real world of moms and dads wanting what's best for their children, there's a big no way. So you're optimistic because the legacy equipment that have been the basis of our shop's businesses are falling out of favor? 
Why I'm optimistic is because our shops are transforming their portfolio of technology available to make today's parts to today's tolerances and expectations for features, quality, tolerance, and geometry. More difficult parts required more sophisticated technology. Yes! Aha. And that means our performers are upgrading their skill set at the same time. So it's growth, it's personal growth. And that means growing into their highest and best use. Oh, one of my favorites, I recognize that. You are the real Miles. I never say I told you so, but in this case, I told you so. Oh, you never say I told you so. Okay, but okay, what I'm really hearing, because you didn't kinda, you didn't come right out and say it, is that our shop processes age over time just like a neglected customer list or aging accounts receivable list. As our processes age, we stop growing the capabilities of our performers. That's right. Our factories should be modern, not museums. Now, I have to give some credit where credit is due. Many of our legacy performers continue to reach new levels of productivity and quality with our existing processes. Well, that brightens the picture, doesn't it? It does. It's not old technology is bad per se, but consider that the prints that we get to use for the discussions at our National Tech Conference job planning and layout tables. They used to have tolerances of several thousands. and some parts, they had features that you couldn't complete on the existing primary machines back in the day, at least not without buying some pretty expensive supplementary equipment. Okay, I know where you're going with that line of thinking. The parts that we're looking at for those sessions today are very complex. They have multiple features requiring multiple axes and stopped spindle operations and geometry that you can't even describe or explain. Even I can't explain some of it. <laughs> it's true. Some of that true positioning max material allowance stuff makes me think I'm back in economics class. A lot of words. <laughs> Not so much meaning or understanding. All right, so let's bring it around to the point here. Why does this make you optimistic? Well, we are quoting these parts today. We are saying yes. In the old days, all you might get is a whistle of disbelief and a no quote when you saw some of the callouts on the print. Not to mention the fact that the materials we're using routinely today, they're difficult to machine. They're not free machining. We're saying yes to an entirely different reality. So when I first started at PMPA, you told me that this industry used to use mostly free machining steels, steels with lead or sulfur or there was another one. Probably bismuth, but it could have been tellurium or selenium. Applications today, tooling and coatings and machine capabilities make these free machining materials much less important. I am starting to think that those free machining additives were actually a crutch, a crutch to compensate for incapable processes and undisciplined quoting. Okay, listeners, Miles will be looking forward to your comments on that bit of production blasphemy in his email, and I will report back how annoyed he gets when you challenge his blasphemy. But it is true. One of the most interesting things that I learned 
when our shops first tried to move from 12L14 to 12-15 steel and then confirmed in a major way with the push to unleaded brass for plumbing was how much repair and maintenance was suddenly needed for our existing equipment which had been just throwing brute horsepower against free cutting materials to carve out a part that was close enough. Today, using materials that are anything but free machining, our talented performers are using modern equipment to turn out parts that, truth be told, they look like jewelry. I second that for sure. The parts I've seen being made in the shops that I have visited, they've all been bright and polished and, if I can believe the tolerances on the prints, which just blow my mind, amazingly precise. Amazingly precise is why I am optimistic, Carly. As an industry, we have raised our game. Our performers are performing at a completely higher level of precision and quality. Our deployed equipment now does stuff that was a routine no-quote just a few years ago. Well, I can see why these would make you optimistic. It's almost a statement of faith. Stand back. Why am I optimistic? Because we have work, tools, and processes today. Because years ago, regardless of the challenges that they were facing, someone had a positive vision. Someone had the courage to implement it, to invest a family treasure in their vision. Newton said, if I have seen further than others, it is because I have stood on the shoulders of giants. But here's my point. Today, I see our shop owners continuing to upgrade the capabilities of their shops, of their performers, of the work that they accept and produce. I am optimistic because despite a pandemic, government-inflicted tariffs, crazy patchwork of regulations and orders, disrupted supply chains, the people in our precision machining industry have come through. We made the things that make a difference. And I continue to see announcements online for new equipment being installed in our member company shops. Sophisticated, modern, can-do technology. It may not be the fastest cycle time for a simple part, but for the kind of parts that today's customers need, this technology is the perfect match. Okay, let me see if I can sum this up. So despite the crazy year last year, our industry is doing fine. Our performers are working and we're adding technology and capabilities. So the entire industry is, as you like to put it, growing into its highest and best use. And that means not stasis, not decay, but continuous improvement. And we all know the importance of continuous improvement, Carly. Without it, we'd still be sheltering under rocks. You just had to give that existential bit one last mention. Actually, I'd like to leave us with a quote from PMPA First Vice President Anissa Muthana, CEO of Pioneer Service Incorporated in Addison, Illinois. She personifies this trend to growth in technology and team performance. Like most of our PMPA member company CEOs, she posted this on LinkedIn a few months ago, and I have seen it on one or two email footers coming through from different folks in my network. So she's become quoted on, online for this quote. Anissa said, 
One day soon, this pandemic will pass. If manufacturing is truly about touching lives, then what will remain are the promises we kept to our employees and the satisfaction that we fought this pandemic together. Decades from now, when we revisit this historic event, perhaps we'll also remember how we were united in our resolve to show the very best of what humanity has to offer. Not profit, but compassion. Not politics, but unity. Not fear, but resilience. This too shall pass, and we'll be more ready for the next challenge because of it. Anissa Muthana. Oh, one day soon. You know, one day soon you should interview Anissa. One day soon. And that wraps up our podcast today on why I'm optimistic and I didn't use any data. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org. Miles, I am impressed that you proved your point without data. And yes, when listeners, you are on pmpa.org, you can check out our new website with robust search features that find articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources to help your precision machining business. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss one. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And Miles, why is a PMPA membership so important? Because Because we we are are better better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.